Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Our Take on General Hospital. My name is Jonathan, and I am joined by the lovely and talented Tina, Lauren, and Tony Ann. Hey, guys. Hello. Hi. How are you guys doing tonight? Pretty good. Very cool. Well, we've got an exciting week and a lot to discuss. So let's just dive right into it. First up, TV Line is reporting thanks to its all-star uh, <laughs> reporting team, which is headed up by the one and only since deleted uh, Leslie Charleston Post. Brad Mall is returning to set and filming a little something. Are you guys excited to see Tony on screen again or are not? Like, what, what's your opinion on this move? As long as he's a ghost, I'm good with it. I, we don't Same. need anybody else coming back from the dead. No, no. Are you really trying to get me to rant about how I feel about back from the dead? No, well, we don't know. It could just be, as, as far as we know, it's just for a ghostly, blinking you missed it appearance. So so that's good. Were, were you guys disappointed when Tony was originally killed off? Yes. Uh. <laughs> well, okay, so back in the day, it, you know... There wasn't this automatic redemption that seems to happen now when people do bad things. Yeah, because they tore Tony down, and I don't ever think he was built back up the same way. No. And and so now it seems like they do bad things, and then they say they're sorry, and everything's all better. Or, or they fall in love with a woman, and that's the entire reason they do anything. Yeah, it, so, no, uh, y- you know, b- back in the day, it, it, it wasn't, I mean, I was sad to see him go just because I was sad to see, like, that whole almost Jones family decimation that happened. Um, but, I, you know, we still have Maxie on our screens. We still have Lucas you know, his adopted son on our screens, um, you know, so he's, he's kind of still in the living on ether, you know, but I get it. See, I never watched when Tony was on, so I've only seen clips. So my, my opinion of him's kind of like shaded by what, what little I've seen of him. So it's oh, you have to go to back to the it. clips of him and Tanya back in the day. Haven't oh, seen that was good. That. that was good. I've seen parts of that. That was a glorious storyline. Because but... Tanya was BJ's biological mother, right? Yep. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. And it was the brother triangle because originally she was with Frisco. Yep. Now that I didn't know. Oh, yes, the beautiful song mm, that played over and over and over again. Well, I'll have to give that a, a, a look through YouTube at some point and definitely see what, what that all is all about. So Tina brought to my attention um, a post that was made on the Internet, and we found out that 
Looks like the casting and, uh, well, costume designers are shopping at the same places for The Young and the Restless and General Hospital as both Summer Newman and Sasha wore the same wedding dress. Huh. Who wore it better? <laughs> Who wore it better? Neither I one did. of them. It was ugly. <laughs> Honestly, it looks like a curtain. I will say the GH lighting is a little bit warmer. The Y&R lighting seems to, like, wash her it, out. It looked a little bit more fancy on, on GH, which is something that I didn't expect to say, because I feel like Y&R, you know, is known for, like, spending money on lighting and stuff, and GH actually looks way better in that little side-by-side. Can, can I tell you that I I don't know what money god was found <laughs> but the church nina lighting was amazing yes <laughs> yes there was... but were we disappointed in the some of the acting oh we'll get to that well, we yeah, will that... <laughs> discuss because i've got mm, there Feelings? were choices made by a lot of different people in those scenes, but we'll we'll save that for a little bit later. So let's let's kick things off with discussing the show itself. So Peter framed Sam for Shiloh's murder, a story we could have seen a mile away, and yeah. So what what are we thinking of this development? All right, I'm sorry. I don't think I ever laughed louder. You know, every once in a while, GH really does make me laugh. And was it when, supposed to? <laughs> and, and and they're sitting there at Kelly's and they're talking about the gym bag and Maxie just looks at Jason and is like you know, you don't have to question J- you know, Jason, it, it does not odd for you know for you to walk around with a bag of money. It it, it was just priceless. I don't know if anybody else found that funny, but I really did. I miss the dynamic between Maxie, Jason, and Spinelli, but I just, this whole Peter thing, like, at least he's finally doing something. I just wish he was not doing this. Well, I I just like that we're starting to see some of the dynamic of, like, what this is going to mean. When Maxie finds out, because there was a time when they were actually playing some of these friendships much closer. And if you remember when when Maxie was grieving Nathan, the friend that was there for her was Sam, was Sam. And to a certain extent, Maxie was there for Sam, too. She was part of her wedding. So when she She planned the whole wedding. Yeah, that was. That's what I mean. She was she was heavily involved in that's in that story with her. And so to now have him be responsible, not only directly responsible for Jason being gone for five years, but to now be putting one of her closest friends. I gotta think right behind Lulu, that's her closest friend. Yeah. In jail. I I would not be very forgiving of that under any circumstance. But then she also forgave him for the part that he played in Nathan dying. So uh, it's hard to say what she will or won't forgive. 
the only reason I'm allowing this evolution of Maxie and Peter's relationship to happen on my screen right now, and I'm not fast forwarding it because they are disgusting to me, is because I know that this is going to be leading to his eventual downfall, and I cannot freaking wait. So I, I will say, I think Maxie, due to choices she's made in the past, and I thought it was interesting that she thinks the most horrible thing she did is, you know, what she did to Dante and Lulu. I would have thought what she did to Lucky, but hey, that's just me, me too. Um, but, it, you know, let, let's, you know, she's always played kind of fast and loose with the truth. And it was definitely nice to see some character development that she realizes, you know, she has not been an angel. She's done bad things. She's said bad things. Um, and I really liked that she has kind of seemed to grow a little. Um having her be an act a more active on screen parent. I mean, she does have two kids that we actually never really see. Um, but talking about going home to James and seeing something good. Um, I, I think that it just shows a great character development that had really been missing from Maxie. Yeah. They didn't know what to do with Maxie's character for the longest time. And I think part of that was because of all the stuff going on with Kirsten storms that she kept taking breaks. So it was like the momentum of her character was kind of stalling, but now it's like they can figure out who she is again. And I really enjoy that. I, I guess I think it's setting it's setting up this moment where she's going to realize that he's undoing all the growth if she forgives him. Oh, it's yeah, it's getting to that point that his, you know, forgiving Peter is just going to be impossible. Yeah. Because of what it would say about her as much as anything else, if she forgives him. I, I think what she's doing now, what he's doing now, is more direct than than anything she's realized he's done before. Everything else was, well, if you had told us, this might not have happened, and if you had told, come forward, he might not have been taken. Now we're hearing, no, he's the mastermind, and when that comes out. I don't see any way she forgives him. Because he's no also way. behind Drew being presumed dead because he was behind the plane crash too, wasn't he? I have to imagine so. He's behind Andre. He's behind Drew. He's behind framing Sam. Um, he knew about everything basically Shiloh was doing. He worked for Helena. He's Faison's son. He kept Jason imprisoned. You know... It, the list is huge. Are they doing this to say that he's Alex's son and not Anna's son, do you think? Like, do you think that they're kind I of... Certainly oh, I certainly hope so. I certainly hope so. <laughs> they are not going to make this the son of Anna Devane. No way. No way. I don't believe it. Also, this might be a little bit of a superficial note, but do, have you noticed that since they've sort of taken Peter on this darker path, his hair has all of a sudden gotten darker? 
oh dear lord his hair's gotten darker it's kind of gotten longer i don't know what they're doing in the hair department and then his goon had the long hair and then cut it all off and shaved his face like i don't know this all sorts of weird stuff How going on. How about the freeze frames? Dun, dun, dun. That's all we're missing. <laughs> he's on the phone. Dun, dun, dun. Long well, at tan. this point, you know, he's not going to twirl his mustache, but he's going to twirl his hair. It's pretty close. <laughs> I don't know. It's just bad. This is this is probably one of my least favorite parts of the show right now. It's, it's, yeah. It's, just not working for me at all. Well, Peter's so never worked for me, so this is just it didn't work when they redeemed him. It's not working now. I will never understand why Wes Ramsey wasn't in a recast Dylan Quartermain. Or da- or Dante or or Nathan or or <laughs> or but this was just, and to make him the super bad, when you had Shiloh, and he's such a good actor. Not to say that Wes Ramsey isn't, but it just but seemed he like he was, he was set up to be the super bad. And what did we like, did I call them back in the day? I think I called them hair models. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what he is. I'm sorry. I've never been a fan. Like I don't think he is literally as bad as. Some people on the internet want to make him out to be, but he shouldn't be driving story, and he Not shouldn't be doing story. being the root be. of all evil. He's he he yeah. should be a good B player and be back in the 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 background doing some stuff. But ugh, like I'm just not a fan of Peter. I'm not a fan of this story, and I don't think Wes Ramsey's capable of handling the way. I think GH shoots their scenes because they're not necessarily forgiving for actors, as we'll continue to discuss. But uh, Kim hired Dr. Ted to basically go ahead and be her attorney for Franco so she can take on Elizabeth and fight for Druco's rights. While Drew was also having scenes with Monica, but he—it's just a whole convoluted mess. Yes, and I just and, don't don't know. Okay, the first thing I want to ask is: Was anybody supremely uncomfortable when the lawyer, because I don't know his name, was? His name is Martin Gray. Martin Gray. Martin Gray. Okay. Yes. So when, wink, when, wink. When Martin was making the argument he would make to the um, judge or whatever, or like trying to, to factor out an argument about identity and all this stuff. Did anybody get supremely uncomfortable? I don't know. It, it was kind of a little, eh. I, I was supremely uncomfortable in the Scott, Liz, Cameron scenes when they're basically agreeing that Cameron's going to lie. Right. Oh, that's good. That's good, kid. Good, good. Keep going with that, kid. Yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I just was not, I'm like, oh my, really? I'm pulling my punches here. <laughs> okay, so so he was injected with something. Oh, it's going to ruin his credibility. We can't talk about that. Well, Well, what if they ask him, 
we'll 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 figure out an answer. Okay, you're gonna tell this kid to lie. This is when you figure out the answer. It is now before <laughs> you're on the stand. That's exactly. why we're doing this. That's why we're having this discussion. But nobody's like, hey, maybe it's time to figure it out. Nah, we'll wing it. They're not going to ask that. Oh, I was just like, I'm like, oh, that's so bad. So bad. No, uh, I mean, let's be honest. You know, I guess all's fair in love and war because Liz is all in. She's ready to. Yeah. You know what? I don't blame her. I'm Team Liz. I don't blame her, but she's acting like she's never been all in. That she's never done whatever it took to get the guy she wanted. And that, I, you know, I, it, I, I, let me ask you this. Are we not assuming that she knows about the Drew drugging? Didn't Kim tell her? Yeah, she even brought it up to, I didn't she basically bring that up whole, to Scott? She was that's where at, I thought she was going, but I don't think she said specifically. That's what I'm assuming. She's playing that as her ace in the hole, that she's going to reveal that at the trial. And and then she's saying, ha ha, you know, I'll, I'll do what I have to this time. This time? <laughs> Heard that before from her. But I'm, I'm Team Liz on this because, like... It, it actually like this time when she's fighting for someone, it's for someone who actually wants to be with her. So I feel like I can root for her this time. Whereas when she was fighting for Jason or fighting for Lucky or fighting for Nicholas or what have you, it was always when it wasn't necessarily the thing she should be doing. But I like seeing this side of Liz, especially since she basically spent the last couple years being a support supporting player to Franco and the entire town that this is actually kind of nice for me. I like that aspect. But I guess what I, I kind of feel like is if this is going to be this big story and it seems to me like this is going to play out for a while, whether we like it or not, that we should have seen people starting to take sides in the past. It would be, you know, if it was going to be this long story that was going to lead to the next story and the next story, you'd start to see the town to make it a truly umbrella story that people would be picking this side and people would be picking that side and you'd start to see everybody lining up. But GH is so islanded as a whole that I don't see that being a thing. And nobody really cares about Franco one way or the other to really take her side. The only people who are taking her side are people who care about her. The rest of the town couldn't give a crap because they don't really care about Franco. That is definitely most true. And, and I do have to say something here. Um, so my husband is not a huge fan of GH. Um, and sometimes he's stuck watching it because <laughs> that's what I'm watching. So he was watching part of this whole Kim thing. Oh, no. And he, he asked me um, a couple questions and I, and I was answering them as I was watching. And then the commercial comes on and I hit the fast forward button and he looks at me and he goes, you know, it's really sad that at this point, the vampires in Port Charles were more believable (laughs) than the (laughs) storyline. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I'm still wanting to know why Peter ever took Jason in the first place or why we're on what is it, patient seven or six or whatever it was. Six. Who are the others? We know Where who the others they? were. They're Alex we, Anna, we know who patients one through six were. Well, weren't they all six and seven? I mean, it just seems like such a weak story that never made Alex sense. Alex and Anna were patients one and two. Ryan and Drew were patients three and four. Drew, uh, Ryan, Ryan and, and Kevin. Kevin were patients three and four. And Jason and Drew were five and were six. Were Ryan and Kevin really the patients? Yes, because that's why they all went blind. Yep. I thought one was, but one one wasn't. And and what a weak way to tell me that story three years after I've given a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, am I not allowed to say fuck on a podcast? <laughs> I'm sorry. I was born in New York, and then I lived in D.C. We swear there. <laughs> Believe me. I know. I swear all the time. Self-edit. Self-edit. <laughs> it's it's a good thing to do. Okay, so uh, from there we move on, and <laughs> my girl Nell oh, wants God. Brad's help, and Brad is going back and forth on what to do now, and he needs the help of our new local shrink who's learning everybody's secrets. And meanwhile, while he's doing all that, he leaves Willow in. I mean, he leaves little baby Wiley in Willow's care who's going back and forth on what she wants to do what are you guys thinking the latest developments in the whole wily baby swap drama all right first off about this whole you know going back on the adoption thing I, i'm sorry right like that's that's normal i'm sorry but she gave up her rights a long time ago Yes. Um, he's not in any danger. In fact, any danger he was in, she put him in. Uh, and this, of course, under the assumption, like, she thinks that he's actually her son. Right. Um, so she she needs to just take whatever crumbs they give her and move on. Definitely. Okay. That, that's my thoughts on, on that part. Brad is coming apart, and in the end, he's going to be the one to reveal this secret at the rate he's going. Because he's blabbing yeah. it to everybody who will listen. Exactly. And I'm, I'm, I'm just ready for movement in this story. I'm ready for the truth to come out and there to be a custody battle between Lucas and Michael and for us to just move on. Do you really think Lucas is going to go there? No. Oh, not at all. Don't... Lucas is just going to be like, oh, damn, here's your kid back. Well, see, break up I with think Brad it, can and we then go say off that screen. I hope he doesn't? Yeah, I was going to say, I hope he doesn't. Because I think in his anger at Brad for the lie, the only thing that would make sense in his life is Wiley. And I think he would want to keep Wiley. And wouldn't and correct me if I'm wrong because I wasn't watching GH then, but wasn't there a similar custody battle over Lucas when he was a child? Well, that's what I had mentioned a couple of oh. podcasts ago. I that's that's classic. Yes, that's classic GH between okay. Bobby and Tiffany. But you're giving a storyline to a gay. They don't do that. Well, and and I w- but, and I want to say this: my favorite, my favorite child swap of all time 
was on One Life to Live, and I'm dating myself here, but it went way back with Jenny and Kat. Oh, dear Kat, Lord. Kat the prostitute. But what I liked about that was they let the swap stay for a while. So that when it actually blew up, it mattered. It wasn't like, you know, the, the some of the terrible ones, you know, Babe and 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 Bianca on All My Children, where, oh, six months later, it's all like, okay, we switch, and now we're all happy, and we're all good, and, and I look, give you dirty looks for a little while, and then it's all water under the bridge. When Kat took that baby, it affected just about every single person on the canvas. And, yeah, but and they don't write stories like that now. Now, mind you, uh, and mind you, they could. if they, you know, Karen brought it up, and and I really think this baby is Michael's, but I guess that would be a phenomenal twist if it's not Michael's baby. How oh, the, 100%. If it's Nell's baby, even... but not Michael's. And it could be Harrison's, which would make the baby back to who? Actually... It could make the baby anybody's because Nell was crazy and yes. she could have, you know, finagled anything with anybody. Nobody even knew what was going on. Like, I guess they could go there and really blow that parentage wide open and it would affect everybody. But but that's uh, they're, they're, it's Michael's kid. Like, that's that's I would be so disappointed. Well, in with, all with, of this. with the heart history and, 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 and all that, I mean, they've been telegraphing this now for a very long time. Also, that kid, who in, like, Port Charles is not looking at that kid and be like, huh, isn't it weird that that does, kid doesn't look like Willow and Shiloh? And isn't no. it weird that he looks a lot like <laughs> Nell and Michael? Like, I mean, that baby... Looks well, I think plain. Nell is really out of sight, out of mind for most Fair. of Port Charles at this point. Fair. But didn't didn't Willow see her baby at one point? No. no. And did so. she not see him at all? Not a picture? No, probably not. She gave birth and right away didn't want to see the baby because she didn't want to feel anything towards him. So she just immediately gave the baby, like, they probably just, like, she birthed him, handed, the nurse just walked off and handed him to Brad Lucas, who then, Brad let the, I mean, the SIDS happened, and Brad then switched the baby. And that's a beat that I, that I blind. hate that they're not playing, speaking of the SIDS thing, is that Brad was, have, like, I wish they would have gone the route of Brad can't connect to Wiley because of the child he saw die. That. Well, and it, knowing he's not his. We all know what GH does nowadays with medical stories, so just maybe be thankful they didn't try to go there. Yeah. True. Very, very true. Well, maybe they would wait till Michael is just about to win custody and then have Nell say, except it's not actually his. Who knows? I mean, but at this point, I mean, the story needs to move. So at this point, the Wiley needs to move away from Willow and away from Brad. Yeah, because we've been stagnant for a year. 
Do we wish that Brad would tell Lucas and Lucas cover it up? No. Well, I'm just saying that Bobby did whatever it took. Do we picture Lucas finding out some way, like maybe overhearing Brad and Julian and not saying that he knows? That's what, like, could he say, I don't want to lose my kid and I'm going to cover it up? I don't see him doing that. Do not not see that behavior coming out of Brad. Um, you mean Lucas? I mean, out of, out of Lucas, as much as it would be soapy goodness. Um, they have really paid, played Lucas as very clean. Mm-hmm. Um, He's going to do the right thing. Bobby was pretty clean when she fought for. Come on, really? Bo- when was Bobby clean? Oh, she was already redeemed and we were the hooker with the heart of gold. Doesn't yeah, matter. Hooker, she always had always that back. negative background. Yeah. She's always I mean, on uh, that corner. I, I, I mean, unless we're going to finally let the Jerome out of Lucas. Yeah. Well, they've neutered Ava, so. <laughs> oh, don't even get me. Don't even get me started on the letters. Oh, my God. Those stupid letters and, and, and the little hand jokes. Oh, my God. That was no to any woman out there. If you bring the letters and say, don't write me. It upsets me. (laughs) That pretty much says, keep writing. I'm glad you are. I can see you're still interested in me. Terrible. How much chemistry do those two actors still have together? Because even though I know it's wrong, I want Ryan released and I want him and Ava to, to go back together and destroy this town. I kind of do, too, if for no other reason than Ava can actually be Ava again. I, You know, I, I think that's one of the things I like about Mara West is she does seem to have chemistry with just about everybody, including inappropriate chemistry. <laughs> I keep waiting for her and Julian to just, you know, right? hit the sack. <laughs> no, I know okay. it's not going to happen, but... <laughs> And what's I crazy thought they is, might move Valentin in her direction because it seems no. like she's languishing. No. Needs to be moved off my screen. Please. <laughs> oh, but the actor is so good. In what? Because not General no. Hospital. No. Oh, I think. I'm sorry. I look at him fantastic. and see the man who killed Bobby on Supernatural, so I'm forever bitter and can't watch him in anything, <laughs> and that's just me. <laughs> I can't stand. I I don't understand the new the new Nina. That. I look at Peter and I see Wyatt from, you know, from Charmed, Charmed. And I think, what the fuck happened to you? Sorry, John. It's true. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to go. Um, so that I guess that's the question then. So. Where would you like to see Ryan's story go from here? Is it time to kind of just let him leave? Because I feel like they're bringing him up for a reason, right? Well, so, I, I mean, who stays in Pentonville forever? Absolutely nobody. Except maybe, um... Mad Hunter. <laughs> yep, you got Matt. Uh, yeah, Steven Weber. If you're a good guy, you stay in Pentonville. Yep, Stephen Lars Weber. Oh, and and Sean. For a crime he didn't even commit, my dear. Yes, they're the only ones that stay in Pentonville oh, forever. This is so terrible. This is so terrible. 
<laughs> well, when you say it like that, I... Am I wrong? No. I, she had me at that honor. <laughs> Poor Matt. So and now all... they chopped off Ryan's hand. It's not like he can ever pretend to be Kevin again. Oh, he's going to have a prosthetic made that's oh, yeah. so real. But how would they get him out? Would he just escape? Would there be some kind of technicality? Well, How many times has Sonny Corinthos been in and out of jail? Well, I mean, true, but... But he has an organization. Ryan is a one-man band. Is he? Well, so far. I thought they were, might be moving to some sort of prison break with Shiloh being in and Nell being in. I was waiting for that story to oh, go. Oh, I, I have a feeling Nell is actually going to get out on parole. Ugh. <laughs> we know she's got to get out because she's got to blow up the story. Just in time to screw with Carly. Is Chloe Lanier still filming? Does anybody know? I think will, so. will she be re- released the day of the nurse's ball and make her appearance in a gown? I think that falls out of the sky. She will come out (laughs) long before that. I was going to say way before we get to nurse's ball. That's that's for sure. Well, what did you guys think about the fact that Drew is officially dead? Is anybody sad? Oh, come on. It's a WSB. (laughs) I think that. They still got him somewhere. I think Peter has him stashed. Clearly, Peter has connections. Which appeared out of nowhere, but that's neither here nor there. (laughs) No, they are not out of nowhere. Everybody likes to forget who his father is. Right, but he he hasn't been using the contacts in over a year, and now all of a sudden he's all buddy-buddy with all these people. That's what I mean by out of nowhere. You don't know that he hasn't been using them in over a year. I would love. He could have been doing stuff we just don't know about. Because he's sorry. He's been gone a really long time. If he's going to be the big bad, well, that's why I think maybe she's with at Drew. But Did you say Anna's been gone for a really long time? Yep. If if he's if I'm saying if he's gonna be gone, if he's gonna be the big bad, maybe he's always known he was not Anna's and thus why he wouldn't bond with her, lest she figure out that he knows he's Alex's. Who's to say he hasn't known he was Alex's all along and Alex is the one who's been helping him? That very well could be true i believe she has that network way more than he does because she would have it through the dvx and sometimes he has shades of who's the guy that was with celia versus jim lee back in the day come on uh grant grant Grant. he has a grant putnam feel to me with the very like the way his hair is cut the way he holds himself it's like the dudley do right kind of and then he goes back and he's playing the to, twisting the mustache. He has that Grant Putnam feel to me. That's why I said he's twirling the hair. <laughs> but I mean, I liked the scene between Monica and Robert. Um, and it kind of gave me like a motivation as to why she's attaching herself to Frank and Drew. 
Oh, come on. That was just a banner day. I mean, <coughs> Tristan Rogers was in the opening credits. Yay! I love him. <laughs> I love him, too, and I will take any excuse to see Robert on my screen. I just wish that he... But better he... find Anna. Yeah, because Anna does seem like she's been gone a long time, because isn't Finola usually back by now? Yeah, but we got a while to wait. Did she get a movie or something that prolonged her vacation? Or uh, is the story dictated? I just know she'll be back. Yes, she'll be back later. But we, we've got a while to wait. So, Before we get to the big story, last story up. Do you have any feelings towards Jocelyn confessing everything to Jax and then the whole fallout with the teens? Uh, the only okay. thing I will say is I'm a hard no on Joss and Dev as a possible pairing. I'm a hard no on just fast forwarding through all that because I'm sorry. I actually had fun watching those Jacks and Sunny the the weird camera scenes that they oh, are so weird. Yeah, why did they do that in flashback? That was so strange. I, I don't know. Uh-huh. But but I felt like I, I was just, watching Days for a second. I just had so much fun with Jax this week. Jax is so much fun. I love Jax. Um, I, I love do Jax. we think that Dev is going to be like Sonny's fighter in this? And then Jax is going to get behind Cameron as the triangle? I mean, for Cameron and, and Joss to eventually get together, there's got to be an obstacle. I figured that obstacle would have would have been Trina, but... I'm sorry, the obstacle that Joss and Cameron have is Carly and Liz. Yeah, that's true. Well, that's coming, but first she's got to choose him. And then the obstacle of that comes into play. Yeah, they don't don't need, you know, it's almost like Capulets versus Montagues round two. Yes. So just, just, you know, they don't need any other manufactured anything. And we still have Dev's origin story to play with. Dev doesn't need to be involved in anything else. I still hate. I still think that he is Brenda's Balkan baby. <laughs> well, we'll just have to stay tuned because I feel like that's a story that GH is definitely, definitely hinting us with, and something that will definitely get played out in the future, but not yet. So. Lord, I don't even know where to start with this one. Um, Lulu (laughs) revealed that Sasha was not Nina's daughter, and Uh, Nina proceeded uh. to call off her wedding, and oh my lord. Okay, so Cynthia Watros, I was excited for her to be joining the show. Maybe not in the role of Nina, but I was excited when I found out that she was joining, because I had seen clips of her on other shows, and I was excited to see the powerhouse, the Emmy winner, come on and do her thing. And then she got here. And it was, it was, yeah. It was lackluster. I I, I didn't see it. Like, I felt like maybe she wasn't comfortable yet. Maybe she just needed to get, you know, used to the the atmosphere here. And so I was waiting for this moment because we've known for months that this story was building to this big climax, right? And then it came. And I don't know what that was. There was there were choices made there, and I don't know what set director or person on you know stage didn't allow that to happen. But 
Wow. So from the snarling, where she was about to it, the like, eyes. everything to the eyes, to then her screaming and running out of that wedding. Like, I just, ooh, homegirl, that was not it. To the blubbering in Jax's arms to the point that it didn't even sound like she was speaking English. I, Man. what was that? And I have, to, at this point, there are so many acting issues on General Hospital itself that I don't actually think it's any of the actors. It was hard to well, watch. I guess that really I, has not been the problem with this show historically. So that saddens me. It's been it's been the problem with it, in my opinion, for a while. The I would say last or the writing. Both, Both. Within the last two or three years, definitely. Yeah, that that that's what I mean. But it historically, it's been one of the best. Wow. Ones. And then it's just kind of. I think um, we were all we you guys are all watching a different show than I was. Oh my gosh. Wait, you, you liked, it? liked it? Not for nothing. I thought it was soapy. And I really thought for the first time, this chick can play Nina. The the church scenes did that for you. I yes. thought I thought Friday's episodes did that for yes. me. I enjoyed exactly. Friday. Well, yes. It, to me they were all it was all the stuff in the wedding dress. It's like she put on the dress. And she finally owned the character. It, I, I don't know if it was the dress or the veil or, or what it was. I, I, I don't know. Veil. <laughs> I, I hated the veil. But I really think that, wow, she, fi- you know, I, I finally saw this Nina that I could, like, kind of get behind. And, and, it was kind of heartbreaking. I mean, we all knew that this was bull from the get-go. You know, the, the, this whole thing was a work. We all knew it was going to come out. I don't know about everybody else. I knew it was going to come out at the wedding. Oh, yeah. Um, Me too. Lulu's issue is that she's not Robin, so it doesn't look altruistic. Um, I yeah, will I didn't say, like everybody vilifying, everybody vilifying Lulu. I, I didn't either. However, I will say that Nina's desperation to vilify Lulu and not let go of that dream of a daughter, uh, not only was it heartbreaking, it wasn't that far off from reality. Well, no, Nina's justifications were fine. It was everybody else looking at Lulu like, why did you do that? That I was like, what are you doing? Like her own best friend threw the bus, backed her up under the bus, and then Michael also threw well, her under the bus. Michael has solidly put himself on Team Sasha. She didn't make really a strong enough effort to demand time before the wedding. That that was the problem. Oh yeah, no 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 no. Lulu kind of um, you know made this wishy-washy decision that she was just going to blow it up. And, and and I think part of it is because Nina wasn't wrong because of Dante because of her own issues. I think it had more to do with Valentina and Nicholas than anything, but And there's that I completely agree with you. Um so like I said, her motives were not altruistic in the least. Uh, but 
I, I really think that Nina finally, or she finally owned the character of Nina. Now, what she does from here forward is, is on her. Because I feel like up until this point, she's been trying to play Nina almost the same way Michelle Stafford would have done it. And they're just not the same kind of actress. But she played this explosion for me. Um, and now she can move on on her own. And not for nothing. How fitting is it for Sasha to be the face of deception? Yes. That, I, love that it. Was I loved that. So good. And and you know anything that gives me Lucy Coe back. Even a little bit. Even now, Lucy we, made the opening credits. I, I saw that. Now, I do we know. want Nina to move on with Jax? All right. I know that there's a growing internet group that really wants to see Jax and Liesl. What? There is. <laughs> yes, it's what? a big thing. It's a thing. I am happy to have no. It's a thing. No. However, personally to me, it, it, it's either Carly or Nina. For Jax. For Jax. Um, and I would rather see him with Nina. Yeah, because I think Jax is better out as far removed from Sonny's orbit as he can be. Because when he's in Sonny's orbit for too long, I get remnants of 2010 Jax that I really didn't like. Well, I just, I find when Jax becomes very involved in Sonny's life, Jax makes decisions that are not Jax. Exactly. And that's um, my biggest issue. You color, know, me, color me crazy, though. If she is going to be with Jax, then Valentin, I want gone. I don't I don't want it played, in, at least for her. You know, if they move him towards Ava or they move him towards Anna, I don't I don't really care. Or what hell, even towards Liesl. Even towards Liesl. But I don't want to see Jax being the second choice again. That story has been playing out for 20 years. My God, look at the man. Yeah, I has, don't think that guy is going to be playing second banana his entire life. Has I, Jax been first choice for anyone? I don't no. think he really has been. So that's why I would say no uh, to, yeah, to he a was, Carly. He was Lucia. second choice for Chloe. Was he? I don't know. That storyline was so long ago. And it was so convoluted and not very, I mean... She wasn't around long enough, and she wasn't really an A player. And wasn't she really kind of making eyes at Stefan, too, for a bit of time? Uh, yeah, and, and then there was that whole swap with Ned and Alexis. Yeah. Yeah, that was whole, all crazy. All right. So, and, and poor Jonathan is, <laughs> what are they talking about now? <laughs> I'm like, okay, there are people. So and Googling names. What happens is whenever they bring Jax way too in the orbit, it becomes very Brenda-esque. And, and I get these clink-boom visions, and I get that whole insanity, and, and I, 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 I'm I done with that. 
I'm 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 kind of done with Sunny, so I would prefer to see Jax with Nina. Yeah. Um, I really liked his story about the scotch. That was great, tying it back to his mom, and I think he mentioned his dad too, didn't he? And yep, Jerry. And, and and he mentioned Jerry. Um, so to me, I, I I thought that was really sweet. Um, and I think Nina at this point, even with Sasha trying to throw just herself under the bus and not Valentin. I hated that. I hated that with a big, bright purple passion. Um, I'm glad that Nina kind of saw through it. Yes, me too. And, I, yes, I did like that aspect. And, and I that think she wasn't that, stupid. Yep, there's a piece of her that will love him. But I don't know that she will ever trust him again or want to be with him again. And if so, she does, she's an idiot. Yeah, I think, you know, fool me once, you know, fool me twice, she's done. Um, so this with a little technically time, time number three or four. You know, I think now with some time, I, I can see her and Jax in the future. Um and he played such the gallant gen- gentleman. Oh my God, his facial expressions and his movements in the background while Nina and Valentin were like confronting. That was great. That, <laughs> that was great. Great. Do we believe that Jax's motivations for wanting to take down Valentin are purely business motivated? I think he doesn't have as much money anymore. That's just my instinct. But why well, would he be he's trying hooked to get money? this train to Hayden. Which might be a mistake. And I, I, I think we all know that Hayden is hooked into another Cassidy. Do we think that Cassidy is Nicholas? I think so. I, I, it's, it's not Spencer. So. No. I, I, yeah, I think we all said that. Yeah, it's definitely go. not Spencer because they're 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 not outwardly saying that it's they're dancing around it. And right. at this point, if it was him and Laura had already outed them on that, they would have just said it. Right. So I I think that they're all they're all in a big cahoots to take Valentin down and restore everything to Nicholas. And I'm guessing that whoever, God, I can't believe I'm about to mention her name. Heaven help me. Whoever um, Hayden is working for is also whoever got Cassandra out of whatever predicament she's in. Uh, I I think that Hayden is working for Nicholas, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Just my thought. I would really like to see that. But also, I'm just loving having Rebecca Buttig back. I'm not going to lie. Like, she fits in well on the show. And has chemistry with most of her leading men, so. And I love the dynamic between her and Elizabeth. Like, I didn't know how I would feel about them not being snipey at each other, but I kind of like it. So it is it is nice for Elizabeth to have someone who's supportive. I mean, let's be honest, Hayden is no saint. Um, yeah. Liz is no saint. Um, but is just being supportive, which is what Liz needs. Um it's just nice to see. Um, I'm still not sure exactly what Hayden's hiding. She thinks she's hiding a lot. She's hiding uh, her child. 
That's definite. She's hiding a child. Um, she's hiding who she's working for. She's hiding a lot. Um, so we're going to have to obviously wait for all of that to shake out. And how will Liz feel if she finds out that Hayden knew Nick was alive and didn't tell her? Honestly, at this point, all Nicholas is going to have to do is tell her, well, I told her not to because yep. I needed to get Valentin and Liz will this be okay. This is all part of a master plan. Yep. She'll be all okay because at the end of the day, um, I think Liz is going to be way too, too wrapped up in the Drew Franco thing to really have more than 30 seconds of hurt over it. Yep. Exactly. Especially there are bigger things is... on her mind. Especially if this is going to be dragged out for that much longer. Yeah, I don't I don't think we're going to see resolution on this whole Drew Franco thing for quite some time. I have a feeling that um, it's it's going to it's going to take quite some time to play out. I think we're going to see the baby drama be resolved before that. Um, I, I think we're going to deal with Peter before that. Um, so we're all saying, I, I, and I had this thought earlier and I meant to mention it and I completely forgot. So I'm going to jump back to when we were talking about Peter and Sam. So we all pretty much in agreement. Peter set Sam up, right? Absolutely. Is Peter running Dawn of Day? Oh God, that'd Ooh, be so God. good. Um, I'd be so excited. That makes sense, and that'd be how they could keep Dawn of Day alive. Why would we keep Dawn of Day alive? Because it's a, a big bad. Yeah, and there's a lot of story threads that are still tied heavily to it that they can still exploit for some time. I guess it, was, it seems like a silly side note in terms of if he is with Anna. Or if he's tied into the DVX in some way, because I don't see Dawn of Day being the 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 organization that keeps all of these pairs in in limbo and all of that. I, I it, no, but it's an organization of secrets. Unless Dawn of Day, unless Shiloh was working for whoever Peter was working for without knowing it, because that I mean. That I could see. I, I think Peter's working for. I don't think he's working for somebody, but I think there's somebody over Peter. There very well may be. It was just a thought I had that I meant to throw out back then, and in that conversation, and I completely forgot about it. And now I'm looking back at my notes, and I went, "Ooh, I meant to mention that, and I didn't." So let me do I, it now. I guess I'm just praying he's not the big bad. That we have somebody with a little bit more gravitas, you know. If somehow they want to tie this together and it's Stefan that's running both things or if they Ooh. want to make it val it just seems like there's gotta be something. Can we not have any more. more people come back from the I'm dead? Just saying. You were just saying to yourself. Point, at this point we're wishing Nicholas back from the dead, aren't we? He never died. No, never died. Nicholas, we never saw the body. So dead, not dead, dead. There's a difference. But with Cassidines, even if you see the body, it doesn't matter. They freeze. It's more that we, if Alan dies, 
he died. That's a hospital death in the front of us. Heart attack, real thing. Come on, look at—they showed us Shiloh's body in the middle of the hospital. He's dead, dead. Nicholas went out a window, and we saw nothing. True. For all we know, he jumped down onto a parapet below because God knows the Cassidines love parapets, and went in another door and, and into the tunnels because it's Cassidines. I, I will buy that long before I buy other stuff that GH is selling. Here's a crazy theory. Do we think this Valentine is the real Valentine? Yeah, because that goes pretty far back. Well, everything goes pretty far back with the Cassidines. I uh, mean, well, meaning I, they've known him forever. I really don't see them rebuilding and all the backstory. I would be pretty disappointed if this wasn't Valentin. I mean, Billy Miller was Jason for five years and then <laughs> came back. So, I mean, anything is possible. It is what it is. Exactly. I, I guess, I guess. I guess if he's a twin, but we knew that Jason wasn't dead. I guess, I guess, I again, so dead versus dead, dead. Eh, it, this is, after all, General Hospital. <laughs> that, that's that's pretty much all the rules I got for you. So before we wrap up, we got some tweets and reactions that I wanted to read real quick and Yay! get our opinions on from our listeners. Um, at Petunia Roseanne, which said, we need more Harrison Chase. And I agree. I, I need too. a real I story him. for him. I heard that. <laughs> I he, like he him. More. He needs uh, to have his own story because he's been supporting stuff since he came on. Which Agreed. is a shame because he can do more. Uh, well, honestly, I just want to see Harrison without a shirt. Can we find more <laughs> reasons for him not to have a shirt on? Please. Are they going be, for a quad you know, with the four? Are, we so go, are they daytime. going for a quad? Will they bring him in as the male deception model? I don't know. He has a daytime job. He's not unemployed. <laughs> true. Uh, yeah, true. but it would get us to nakedness. <laughs> well, at the story, Brooks said, I love how GH is finally acknowledging Sam and Jason's friendship with Maxie and the implications of Peter lying to her. Yeah, we're, we're finally getting a little bit of acknowledgement and movement there. But well, not, as anything, Sam and Jason you know, doesn't involve it. the two of them in a black shirt. Hey, I'm all for it. Oh, quick thing oh. that I forgot to mention. Spinelli and the way in which he worked on the tape and cleared the tape annoyed the crap out of me. If I heard one more aha, I was going to throw <laughs> something at my TV. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty, pretty bad. And But I did like, I've always really been a sucker for the Sam Spinelli friendship. Yeah, that hug at the end was great. The ahas in the middle made me homicidal. You could tell, yeah, but you could tell that they are genuinely that they well, genuinely I, I like each other like in real life. Turn. He tried to disprove it. You know, couldn't do it, but then figured, let me try to authenticate it. Well, it's not authentic, so it was an interesting little twist. I liked it. I like anything on soaps that goes back to the relationships. That's what I look for. And I think it's at its best when it is playing off those relationships. When you have Lulu and Maxie playing their history, or you have Bobby and Tiffany, all the, all the stories we've talked about that really worked. 
Right. And that's why versus kind of thrown by Maxie being so pissed at Lulu when Lulu basically at the end of the day proved Maxie's theory. Yep. Well, and I and I think that there's a difference between playing off history and repeating history. So meaning there's a difference between saying, oh, look. Bobby went through this with Tiffany and now Lucas is living the parallel potentially with Michael versus Jack's being Sonny's, you know, the meth under his foot every time that that man is always the second banana and it's always gravitating towards the same triangle. It's like, that's not playing history. That's just repeating the story. And that never works to me. That's just my little story rant. But Well, let's see if I can get another rant out of you. Uh, Candice at Candy Poo said, GH really needs a major storyline where several characters die. Not this fake out <laughs> earthquake crap, uh, even though the mic scenes were good. But I'm talking like Port Charles fire or an unexpected tornado. The show itself needs a reboot. So yes. going around the panel real quick, if you can kill one character... And reboot the show using a big stunt, Guza-esque event. Who are you killing? Sunny. One hundred percent. Sunny Corinthos needs to real die, not soap die, real die. I'm going to live in the land of reality where I know that won't happen unless <laughs> and until Mo is ready to retire, and I'm going to say Valentine Cassadine. Oof. I I, <laughs> I guess. I guess my problem is nobody's set up for that. Meaning you want to get to that point where you feel like their time has either come or it's a complete shock and it will devastate every single player on the canvas and send them all in a different direction. But that's why I said Sunny. And between Sunny and Valentin, I think that sets up the most because Sunny literally changes the entire dynamic of the show everything has to change because nothing can tie back to him anymore. He's not the root of the show anymore, so you have to kind of see where things go. And Valentin wanted to be that, but he just never quite made it. No. Yeah, see, I don't see Valentin's death being anything. So right now, he's not set up to be... No, who would care? Okay, then who are you killing off? Valentin dies. All right. You have... Spencer happy because he'll get all the money because it goes to the males. So Charlotte gets nothing. Charlotte will be with Lulu forever. She won't have to share parentage. Nina is mm. all happy. Um, Curtis will be happy because he, you know, Valentin's off the face of the earth. Jax will be happy because he's gone. Um, any other, you know, Laura and them uh, people are happy and, and life will move on. If I got to kill off somebody, I I don't know. Maybe I would say Jordan. I like the recast, but the character doesn't work for me. Everybody would grieve, and it would necessitate either Robert reclaiming that job, Anna reclaiming that job, uh, Mac moving back up, and we see more of that. You know, I mean, somebody like that, people would 
that that would change a lot of things. I just, I guess I see, yes, I think that's going to happen anyway, that Valentin's going to lose the money. So I just don't see where his death then gives us the next thing. If we're looking right. at and something I, and, major. And, and what you're talking about is really only affecting a few characters. I, I, he, you know, she, the, 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 the person puts on Curtis Twitter back, Cur- was puts Curtis back on the market. You know what? I would, you know what? And this is probably going to get me so much hell. I'm changing my answer. I would kill Sam. <laughs> okay. Very funny. <laughs> While you're at it, kill Jason too. It's very funny. Can we help kill the Holy Triumvirate? <laughs> yes. See, now, now I would say as long as Liz is in her little corner, I'm okay with her. So and I don't she's not part of the triumvirate. Um, <laughs> but I'm saying, I, I think, no, I think it, that's a mistake because Sam connects a lot of the characters. In a which is way. exactly, which is exactly why killing her would be something that would be an upheaval. Because okay, real talk for five seconds, Kelly looks checked out in a lot of her scenes. Ninety-eight percent of them. Ninety-eight percent of the time, Kelly looks like she does not want to be there anymore. So if you don't want to be there anymore, by all means, leave. We kill off Sam. We rejuvenate the show because practically everybody on the canvas would be affected by her death. I would well, rather see them kill Sam than recast the character. I will say that much. Right. With that well, said, my Lindsay Hartley's available. You, you know, the writer on Twitter is talking about something nuclear to reset the show. Exactly. The, you know, you're talking about Sonny, Sam, Carly, Jason. Those are the people that would have the biggest ripple effects throughout the whole canvas. Or Michael, the other okay, one, too, but, but I don't want to kill another Quartermain either. Wait, well, wait, no, wait. yeah, Quartermain's yeah. off limits. We're all done killing Quartermains <laughs> right now. Okay, but I, 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 let me just say this. I... Put Sam aside. The the whole issue of how much I that's my favorite character after Anna. Let me just say this. The problem I have with the show is usually the writing. Drew just died. We just had a nuclear bomb hit the canvas. Monica should be grieving, but she's off with Frank and Drew. But because the other Drew is there, it lessens the it lessens the effect of actual Drew dying because Drew 2.0 is there. Well, right. let me throw this curveball in here real quick, and then we can keep this discussion going. So the other question we got or other um, thing that a listener asked was Bristow72 asked, in the spirit of new writing regime changes, what are the most critical changes and fixes the show needs, story, cast, etc., and how would you prioritize them? So going off of this discussion and potentially killing people off or changing things massively, what do you think the show really needs to do? to reset itself and be the general hospital that we know it really can be. We need a real, realistic hospital story. Amen. Okay. Yes. Get some doctors, some nurses, get somebody from a, a, a medical show, get something that we can tell a real, realistic, harrowing story. I mean, they they had it with Sonny and Carly. I mean, they had so many things. It's a late in life pregnancy, um, the spina, the spina bifida. bifida. I mean, there were so many beats, and they missed them all. And this, yeah, but that's not character. You don't fix that by killing off Sonny. You fix that by changing the writing style. Well, they, they right. were there. This this person is talking about 
yes. a writing change or something that cool. needs to happen. Well, something needs to happen on this show. Either you have to have a cataclysmic death of a character that affects everybody on the canvas, or you need to change up the writing. And what I'm saying is it's the latter. But it can be both. So like, it could be both. Don't get me wrong. But it, you need one or the other, and it needs to happen fast. The ratings are horrific. If awful. this was 10, 12 years ago, these ratings would have spelled cancellation. Yeah, yeah. it should have. I'll just be real. Because the way that the show is written now, like, yes, we're enjoying it, parts of it, and yes, we're able to discuss it here, but it's, it's, how did you just tell, you just mentioned it, the biggest story that they should have told was Sonny and Carly, and the pregnancy, and the spina bifida, and how do you tell that story and not play any of the beats? What the show needed to do was... I, so somebody else mentioned this in reference to like one of our previous episodes, the fact that you you do realize they had that really close tie-in with Shiners, right? Why is this not a bigger deal? They could have told such a bigger, better story that informed and taught their audience about later in life pregnancies, about the the actual challenges that people can face. Like they should have consulted somebody. And then told multiple realistic storylines. Like, I loved how when they, this week, they brought up uh, uh, Bobby's diabetes again. It was with uh, Carly in her room. And she's like, well, I know you're dealing with your diabetes type 2. I was like, insert random illness that we're not going to actually tell the story of here. Oh, and it's, well, it's the, the other thing that killed me is that, all right, let's be honest. On this show, Sonny and Carly have all the money in the world, right? Yes. Well, well, if this was treated as a serious spina bifida issue, guess what? All the money in the world would not have corrected the issue, shall we say, if it had been like a truly written, like they were going to write someone with spina bifida. But it's such a story because here's the thing. What if Sonny wasn't OK? I could see Sonny is the type of person that would yes. not be OK having a son or daughter that had something kid. wrong. With I it. said that last time. And I said you could that. Yeah. See it. And, and, you, had he, and they were already playing those beats because he was distancing himself the entire time she was pregnant. He it, wasn't exactly. at any of those doctor's appointments. Yep. And they exactly. never touched on any of those beats. No, because and, and now I, the child's fine. And I thought the whole dynamic of if he was the one that was pushing, remember I brought up a couple of uh, episodes ago, the idea that he's always played as very pro-life, as very Catholic. And if Carly wasn't so sure about having the child, particularly since it would have been her life that was on the line, and she was the one saying, I don't know if I can grieve the baby again. And then he says, yes, have it. And then she has it. And he's going, oh, not perfect the way I thought. I'm, I'm not so okay with her, with her being this way. That would have been a serious, like you wanted me to have this baby, I have it, and now you're not here. But they didn't even like a, dr- they well, glossed they were, over everything. Right. And that's the thing, they missed all these beats, and and and. 
this needs to stop. It's like they had a a good germ of an idea. All right, spina bifida, let's go there. Okay, and then they should have just gone and done it and done it all. And it's just, and then that's what this story is missing. I mean, back in the day when, you know, you had Robin and Stone or whatever, these writers would have had Robin come back clean. Yes, 100%. And those writers made her HIV positive. And I think that gets into the question that they're asking as to how to fix the writing. I I think if you're going to start the story, finish the story. It's Uh, really kind of almost it's it seems like I'm saying something really simple and obvious. But. But it's, but but it's not happening. But it's bigger than that. It's not just well, start it, story, finish story. It's it's I, it's it's telling the story the way it needs to be told. Care which about is the, the stories you're full telling. amount exactly. Because here's they the thing: care. I don't care about I don't care about Sonny and Carly at all. They need they can die and it'd be fine. I already said I want to kill them off. But here's the thing: had they told this story. I would have been so invested in the journey or learning about things. I would have loved to see an episode of them arguing about termination or them arguing about having exactly. in vitro um, surgery done to the child where Carly's like, I need to do this to make sure that my child has the best chance at life. And Sonny being like, you cannot put our child's life in danger. And this being like really a, a point that – Teaches the viewers about what spina bifida is, because honestly, at this point, all I know is it's a word we use. Um, then also teaching the viewers about the options that are out there, the realistic struggles that people can face choosing these battles and the strain that it can put on a relationship. Because honestly, I felt like she just kind of had like an upset tummy occasionally, and it's that was it. If they paid more attention to the fact that she had her foot in a cast by propping it up on every single Mm -hmm. chair and surface (laughs) than the fact that she was possibly going to have a baby with spina bifida. It's just just disappointing. You know, there are some people out there that um, have had the thought of having Robin return to the canvas and having the cocktail stop working and actually play out an HIV story. I don't trust these writers. To and do then it. that's my thought. It's not something I would ever trust the, the writers that we've had. Because I almost thought they were going to do that with Robin in 2011, 2012, when Kimberly was leaving before Ron and Frank took over. That's where I thought it was going. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, they didn't do that. Uh, you know, it, it, so it, it honestly, like, you need to get people invested and by being invested is to tell a realistic type type of story. I think the days of soap operas being a complete and utter escape are over. Um, we want those happy couples, but we want reality too. Um, I think what people want to see on their screens now is more of a, well, this could happen to me. Um, I think it has to do with that whole reality TV bent. Yeah, but I, I actually agree on. with that, yeah. So what they're doing is not working, as is evidenced by the ratings. So they need to change it up. I think the problem is, too, that a lot of it isn't surprising. And and a lot of it, it's like it makes you wonder if they know the history. Well, 
and and, and they right. don't know how they don't also don't know how to promote the show at all they don't know how to make anything that they're doing sound even remotely interesting yeah the promos are just the promos are so fantastic the promos are terrible the spoilers are bland the episode descriptions are awful like they have no idea what they're doing across the board well here's my last my last statement i guess i'll make and then let you guys finish up but do you think the problem is that this show is not based quote unquote in reality so in a day where, Tina, you mentioned reality TV, Ben, you mentioned that as a focus, but we don't have any of these stories. I don't like this. None of this would air in primetime. And I don't like to use the primetime acknowledgement, but the only difference between a show airing in primetime and show airing in daytime should be the amount of time we get to spend with the characters and the amount of time the stories get to play out. But I cannot believe that I'm going to watch on Grey's Anatomy a dude with a microchip in his head followed by a scene where there's a baby swap, <laughs> followed by a scene where, you know, like, I don't feel like these stories are going to be told. And this is a genre that can tell, like, realistic and important storylines. I know Tony Ann watches um, one of the British stories and can see how, like, Hollyoaks played out a Spina Bifida story yeah, they earlier did, this and year. they did it better. And they told the stories and told the consequences and did all this stuff. And it's just, it's frustrating that our shows like to go for the shock and awe of the the 90s and not tell the realistic storylines that they also told at the same time they just want to try and just focus on the quote-unquote escapism when if they did the realistic i think the ratings would follow they don't have the budget for the fantasy stories but even when they do try to tell the less realistic stories it's like i give you a drip and drab of a fact here and then the story just ends i mean yeah. all this build up to ryan and then and then we're left to letters it just that's well, what I mean. it's like and, the and pacing that's, on the show is a big issue the, too the pacing's an issue it's just um, terrible they got away from what i call the soap formula which was the a story is parading up top and we're seeing exactly. it almost every day the b story is like three days a week and the c story is it is like once, twice. And then the A story crescendos and finishes. Those characters bump down into the C story. Your B becomes an A and your C becomes a B. And it would rotate. And if you watched in the 80s, you saw this cycle because the people would cycle in and they would cycle out of being in the huge story and then the story would end it would be the big sweep story and the other one was picking up you know we like to laugh about some of the things they used to do in the 90s the teen stories would always be ramping up for the summer and you had you know back in the day jason and brendan jagger and there were all these stories and, this and summer every... our teens were cutting carrots <laughs> yeah. yeah and having a seance um yeah oh God, the worst <laughs> but you know we, that would have been coming off a big story with you know the big name actors that just exploded for may sweeps but if kelly is bored i just want to point out jake came back to life and we were like oh yay and then it was like nothing and, and he was a little bit tormented and then that was kind of miraculously cured and 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 jason comes back and there's no big battle for her between these two powerhouses it's just like oh 
yeah, he's back. I'll pretend he's not. Then I'll pretend I don't know it. Then insta insta reunion. It's it's like every story that they have an interesting germ. They don't they don't. It's like it's obvious, and we sit here and we go, well, why didn't they do this? And why where why didn't do they do that? And it's not fantasy or reality. It's just finishing the story. If we can tell it, if we can tell it, I I have to believe it could be translated to the screen. There should have been a big, huge battle for Sam over Drew and J- with J- Drew and Jason. Drew, and there Jason, wasn't. and Sam should have been John, Marlena, and Roman all over again, or even the Tale of Two Tots. There was a blueprint they could have followed, and it could have been an amazing story. And it started out great, and then it petered out for over a year, and then they pick it back up in 2019 as if we're supposed to give a crap. And Jake never went to the island. I thought Jake was going to go to Castle. I thought Liz and, and Jason might go off, and I mean... You know, I'm not a big fan of those two together, but maybe Jason and Liz would go. So now we had the quad in play because wouldn't they want to know what happened to Jake on Cassidine Island? Maybe they'd find Nicholas there. Now you've got another person in play. It just was like it, it. you have all of it. It's all right there. And then you don't tell it. And yeah, they dropped. No, you got it. They've dropped every ball and it needs to stop. And they need to, like, pick up a ball and run with it. Like, whatever happened with why Finn doesn't like his dad or Jake's dad. (laughs) We can make a laundry list. That's why my big complaint was finish it. I can't say it enough, so I won't say it again. Just finish the story. Well, with that, I think it's time (sighs) to finish this podcast. So... Thank you all for listening. I really appreciate it. But before we wrap up, we need to give our ratings for the week. So, Tony Ann, I'm going to throw to you first. On a scale of 1 to 10, with 10 being the best you've ever seen it, 1 being complete garbage, what do you give this week's General Hospital? A 4. All right. Lauren, go to you next. What What do you give it? Oh God, I, I, it's like impossible because it's a six. Okay, you're six. you're pretty high high up on there. You Tina. think? I mean, I see. I guess I don't think a six is all that great because I don't watch too many shows that are six. If well, I didn't you... have this history, I wouldn't watch a show that was six with all the other things that I think are tens. Tina, what about you? What were you giving it? I'm trying to decide if I should budge. I, th- I think I've been at the same rating now for weeks. <laughs> Do we want to budge higher or lower? <laughs> that, that's the question. So I think I'm going to go to 4.5. <laughs> so okay. it's not a 5. We waited for that stretch. <laughs> but it's it, it was a little better. And I really think that the the whole Nina thing kind of just upped it a little for me because I did really enjoy that and 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 you know uh, so four point five. See, while Nina brought it up for you, Nina brought it down for me. That whole just wailing, I just I didn't like it. I liked what we got Friday. 
the Friday stuff, and had she played it a little bit more like that, I was cool with. But those that end of the church scene, just where I thought she could have done it and made it for me, just it didn't work, uh, in my opinion. So for me, it's a three. Um, yeah, I just they, yeah, I I just wasn't a fan because because there's so much that had they just done a little bit more, done things a little bit differently, I think I would have been there. But they did set up some interesting things, like you, we've talked about with Sasha and Deception. I, I I've got faith. I just hope they act on it and then raise that three up to hopefully Lauren's six. But that's all we've got for you today. You can follow us at Our Take Media. Follow the podcast at OurTakeMedia.com. You can subscribe, rate, review us on Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you're listening to podcasts so others can listen to you. You can follow me at SoapWikiJohn. You can follow Tina at TinaOLTL. You can follow TonyAnnaXO, TonyRoneyXO. And Lauren has now officially, unofficially, sort of kind of joined the Twitterverse. <laughs> Where can they find you, uh, Lauren? Lauren and our cake. There Plus you I go. Difficulties. So <laughs> thank you all for listening. And until next week, bye-bye. Bye-bye. bye-bye.